Hello, everyone, and welcome to Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the small and yet very significant choices you can make and I can make to become the best versions of ourselves. Today is a unique podcast experience for me because I'm invited to join me on set, the youngest of our 18 DMB coaches, but also the one who unsurprisingly most resembles me because this is my oldest son, soon to be Dr. Justin Michael Brown. So it's good to have you here with me, son, uh, soon to be Dr. Brown. As you've often said, uh, a real doctor as opposed to the doctor I am in higher education. But it's great to have you here today and to engage in a conversation with me on these three words. Would you share them, please? So today's three words are focus on becoming. Which, as you know, son, as you have grown up in my household and been around me all these years, this is something that I love to talk about. And usually I launch into a conversation about this notion of becoming by sharing with the attendees at a conference or even now on this podcast that I love to ask the question of children, adolescents, teenagers, even those midlife. And the question goes something like this. So who do you want to be when you grow up? Who do you want to be? when you grow up. And often the answer is wrong or the response is at least narrow because it's always a career. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a doctor. I would love to be the president of the United States. I would love to be an educator or an architect or an archaeologist. And then I just kind of smile and I kindly say, that wasn't the question. The question is not, what job do you want when you grow up? The question is, who do you want to be when you grow up. And it's hard for us to answer within our culture because we don't give a lot of attention to who we are becoming. We think more about how we're branded. We think about how we're behaving. We think about our career and all of those tangible things that make us feel like this is who I am. But at the very root of who we are is who we are becoming. And you've heard me say it a thousand times, if not 10,000 times, we will not wake up someday having become someone we've not been becoming. Exactly. And and Dad, it's I, I think even these three words are the most significant piece of advice that I've had from you. Mm. Uh, I know recently, a couple of weeks ago, you asked me, what are the most what is the most valuable advice that you've received from me? And I, I shared, you know, I think treat college like a job. Mm. But as I thought more about it, the reason that that particular advice so stood out to me as being meaningful was because um, my perspective has been shaped by you often talking about how important it is to think about who do I want to become? That treat college like a job or other pieces of advice, for example, are small scale hmm. compared to how significant it is to think about who do I want to be at the end of my life and even throughout my life, who, who is it that I want to become? Well, and quite honestly, it's the only thing in life that we have 100% control over. I mean, there are circumstances happening all around us that we cannot control. I can't control exactly the career path that I will follow. I do my best to set the trajectory. I cannot control how long I live or exactly my health status. I cannot control the depth of my relationships. I can contribute to those things, but there's only one thing that I have 100% control over. And I have that 100% of the time. And that is who am I becoming? I get to decide, Justin, who I will be at the end of my life. And I know you're a young man, and I'm 
twice your age, of course, at this point in time in our lives. And I think a lot about the end of my life. I think a lot about what will be true at my funeral. Not necessarily what people will say, but what will be my memory? What will be my legacy? I'm not sure if you even think about funerals at this point in your life. Well, I actually do. Um, And you've been talking about this idea of funeral journals uh, a lot, that that was a really helpful and impactful activity at a key season in your life at about the same age that I am now. That is true. Um, and for me, I, I had not yet put together a funeral journal until just about a month ago. Um, really? Where I, where I sat down and I said, I've got to do this because I I, I recognize how important it is in the day-to-day decisions to, to be able to think about who I want to be truly at the end of my life. And I had a conversation recently with a friend and, and they were saying, well, why does it matter what people say of you? What what is your you know mm. what is said of you? What does that matter to you? I don't think it's what they say of me that's as important that other people's opinions, but the reality that I want to ensure that the things that I want to be said of me could truthfully be said of me based on the way that I live. Yeah, well, even my own funeral journal that's in a very safe place tucked away in my home, I have shared small snips of that in podcasts or in speaking engagements, but no one has ever seen my funeral journal. Hmm. No one has ever held my funeral journal. It's not my intention to be able to give to, in the end of my life, to my family and say, here's the things that I wish everyone was going to say, and please say it. But I think it is about what you were speaking about. It is about being able to, in light of that, live each day, make each choice, maximize each moment in light of who I'm hoping to become. So the funeral journal is for me. It is not for you. Exactly. It, it helps. I think, so the, the very first podcast that we did as part of Three Words podcast was the three words, delay immediate gratification. And I've been thinking about that idea a lot in the context of who I want to become, that when I have in my mind um, the type of person that I want to be at the end of my life, it helps me to delay immediate gratification and begin to make those difficult, um, uncomfortable, inconvenient choices now that help me to actually resemble the person I want to become today. I don't have to wait until the end of my life to start resembling the person that I want to be. I can make choices today, even if I don't feel like it, to become that very person. And I had this conversation, particularly with college students who believe this lie, quite honestly, that when they walk across the stage at commencement and someone hands them their diploma, all of a sudden now there is this flip of a switch and they move from college guy to adult and it, it doesn't happen. There's nothing magical that happens at that point of graduation. In fact, we've seen some interesting research that who you are when you graduate from college. And so whether you attend college or not, there's this sense that who you are at 20, say two years old or 23 years old is pretty much who you will be for the rest of your life. The way you do relationships, it will be more of the same into your 30s and 40s and 50s. Sadly, that which you are addicted to, that you're using even now to numb the pain, you'll be doing more of into your 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s. If you were generous as a young person, you'll be more generous as an older person. And and I think you're right, because oftentimes in those 60s and 70s, particularly as we're turning into that and, and making that turn into the fourth season of our lives, 
we pause and we think now is the time hmm. to begin making choices in regards to who I want to become. And not that it's too late to have that conversation with yourself then. Right. Not that it's too late to make choices that will lead to change, but you're not going to be able to achieve your fullest mm-hmm. potential. You're not going to become fully the person you hoped. Right. And and I would even say that um, if, if I don't decide who I want to become, then I could become something else entirely on accident. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like life is far too short to live on accident. I want to live life on purpose. Yes. So if I begin with the end in mind, if I begin with thinking about what kind of father I want to be, what kind of husband or what kind of doctor, even what kind of sibling I want to be, that those uh, visions and those pictures in my mind can help to shape who I want to become. This is the first day that I've learned that you have started your own funeral journal. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic. I I guess my question is, if I may be so presumptuous, can you give us a few little snippets or a few ideas of what's in there? Sure, and I'm happy to share these because, uh, like you said, your funeral journal is not for other people. Uh, mm. It's it's for you. But at the same time, I, I'm willing to be open about what my funeral journal says, not because I, I'm trying to prompt people to say things about me, but because then even you could say, you know, Justin, I don't know if I could say that about you at your funeral. And I think that would wow. be how, how challenging and convicting that would be for me to be able to recognize I need to change this in my life so that not so that my dad would be able to lie at my funeral and say this, yes. but so that he could be truthful at my funeral. So a couple things that are in my funeral journal, I want my wife to say, Justin got sweeter and kinder every year of our marriage. Hmm. I want um, my kids to say, even though dad was a doctor, he spent more time with me growing up than most of my friends' dads spent with them. Hmm. I want um, my siblings to say, Justin pursued me the way he pursued any other friend. Hmm. I want my parents to say, Justin was the best doctor I ever had. Hmm. I want my closest friends to say, I know without a doubt that Justin loved me because he told me so all the time. Mm-hmm. I want my patients to say of me that Dr. Brown helped me through some of the toughest seasons of my life. And I want my colleagues to say, the world would be a better place if there were more people like Dr. Brown. Hmm. Those are fantastic. I am even feeling a little emotional hearing those as your father. <laughs> I'm seeing you. <laughs> no, because, and I think the reason is, is because I think because you're willing to think about these at this point in your life hmm. and willing to express these at this point in your life, you will become that man. You will become that father. You will become and continue to grow into that son and that doctor. And all of the things that you would imagine because you have decided to live life on purpose. And and I guess if there's one thing always that I want those who listen in and tune into Three Words Podcast to grab hold of, it is this notion that who we are at the end of our lives is 100% about our choices. There is 0% of our intentions that craft our legacy. Hmm. Our legacy is 100% our choices. Well, I'm excited, son, to be able to obviously have you on our team and and I get it, you're a real doctor and I'm not, but I, I enjoy the fact that we get to together help others become the best versions of themselves you in medicine, me in higher education and other such places and business and industry, but most of all, that together we get to become 
the Dr. Browns <laughs> that we dream to becoming, and not by accident, but on purpose. So for those of us who are listening today and, and have tuned into this particular conversation, just to remind you once again, my son would say the most important advice he's ever received from his father, focus on becoming. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.